You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to College Loop Podcast, episode 134 of the College Loop Podcast. I'm Dylan Luck at you will tank on Twitter slash X. And of course, I'm here joined today by a very sickly Harrison Tar. Tar, if you can, tell us how you're doing. I'm all right, man. I'm just under the weather. I'm going to try to keep it short, sweet, short, sweet, and to the point today. I um, I came down with some kind of cold today, and I'm a male after all, and we are wimps when we get sick. Um, so that's kind of where I'm rocking. So let's let's go get into it. Of course, and uh, as goes about every Tuesday show, we are going to start off by reacting to Hugh Freeze press conference from Monday morning slash afternoon. I forgot when exactly he starts doing this. I think it's eleven. Uh, where he talked about everything from the Iron Bowl to recruiting to the transfer portal. Uh, a weird stretch of liberty for a second, but I'm not going to really talk – we're not really going to talk about that at all. Uh, but, yeah, t- typically just Iron Bowl recruiting and, of course, a lot of good things about where he sees the future of this program going. And, uh, and of course, skipping the bowl game, too, is also on the table, but I don't understand really talking about that. <laughs> I thought that was an interesting part, like an interesting sidebar about how this is actually the first time Hugh Freeze ever had to deal with it. Um, you will. I don't know what it, exactly what it'll look like, whether it's just kids leaving the program um, that aren't playing or kids opting out that think that they should take some time uh, to not put themselves in harm's way uh, before entering the draft. I don't think a ton of opt-outs. Uh, theoretically, that'll happen coming down three, four, five years in the future. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I was looking at the roster earlier when he talked about this, and I saw maybe I'm trying to think of all the players who who boosted their stock over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Eugene Asante would come to my mind, uh, but then again, I feel like he's also very raw and probably needs just a couple more, a couple, a couple more stretches of film wouldn't hurt. Sure. Uh, Jay Simp, I don't think he needs to prove anything else. I think he's had a great season overall. Yeah, you can opt out. Yeah. Uh, DJ and Nehemiah. Both need it. Both need it. Both need to play. Both need that uh, senior uh, senior bowl as well. Uh, But other than those three, I think everybody else is pretty much going to play. I don't really see the need for anybody else to not play uh, unless some of these O-linemen decide not to play, which I don't think that hurts very much in the bowl game situation. Uh, And, of course, he brought up his (laughs) – the most baffling play that ever happened in the Iron Bowl was that punt return. And we finally got an answer on why Keontae Scott was not on the field. It was because he got banged up. I think he had said a shoulder injury. So he came off and walks Coy Moore. And he brought up the fact he's been solid all year. Uh, but Coy Moore just butterfingers when it comes to catching punts and some catches in general. And uh, I'm glad we finally got a exact answer of what happened for that instead of what we got on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, and don't so. don't want to relish that too much. Uh, just that's what happened. Uh, but bright side, recruits. As Hugh Freeze brought up, the recruits I think see it. I mean, the battles are never over when you're talking about battling for the top guys in the country, but for them to have that as an experience, that's certainly a positive for us. I don't know what they've been to it. I don't know that they've been to a game that was quite like that, 
I think it was a step in the right direction for us to hopefully get to the finish line with some of those guys. Again, a lot of credit goes to our fan base. And nothing helps recruiting, much like winning, but whenever you take a a middle, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for here, an edge, like, playoff contender, it's kind of easy to take them down the wire and get some recruits on your side like, hey, you know, maybe maybe they're just a me away from getting that game in the bag. They're just a me away from getting nine wins. Cause I mean, Auburn was, I, I think if you flip the scores for, uh, for games where Auburn only lost by one score, Auburn's nine and three. And you clearly just see that you're missing those key pieces that you need to win those big games. Of course, the New Mexico state game is always going to stand out as an outlier to that. Cause even the most untalented Auburn team should never look like, look that bad. Right. Uh, but, Overall, I mean, Perry Thompson, Cam Coleman, Malcolm Simmons, Bryce Kane, and I think Ryan Williams was all chilling out in the game on Saturday. And I mean, you know, it's it's so nice to watch those five chilling out together. Yeah, it is. Auburn's probably had to run. Auburn's got to run the air raid in twenty twenty five with all the five, with those five guys because how can you not go five wide for three downs? You won't even need three downs. It, with those five, someone's gonna get open and someone's gonna break free, especially. Also, if you haven't seen that picture of all five of them, if you need an actual, like, justified image of how big Perry Thompson is, go look at that picture. That dude is massive, and the film does him no justice. That's huge, he's big. And I, um, that group's gonna be super fun. It's gonna be so fun. They're gonna be super fun. Just gotta keep them all. You gotta keep them all and keep them all here and keep them all developed. Um, something else I thought that was interesting, Don, was looking ahead to the transfer portal window, which obviously is just around the corner. Um, and Hugh just saying, I don't think there's any possible way that any coach can sit here and tell you how he's gonna come up with his 85. I'd love to sit here and tell you we're gonna build it with high school kids and we're gonna the and y'all are gonna give me time to build it that way. I'd love to say that. But then this week, if I have 10 guys walking into transfer. I've been recruiting up high school kids to replace those as possible. Me to say that, yada yada yada. Um, I love this coach speak. Um, Hugh Freeze is going to go in the transfer portal, and he's going to go really hard because if you're not living in the transfer portal world where you can always get better, then you're going to left behind Circuit Clemson. Um, we'll be very interested to see how many walk. I think that it'll look nothing like last year. Last year, almost everybody walked. Um, so there's there's that. Uh, he also went along the lines of talk, talking about, you know, how you tell kids, just look, it's, there's you're not going to play here, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how many leave. Uh, I don't think we're going to see more than a half dozen. I think you will see a half dozen, six or seven. Uh, I think feel right. And I don't have specific names uh, outside of what we already know in NC Sledge um, and a couple of other names we've heard floating around. Uh, but it'll be interesting. I don't know that Auburn will have to net positive in the portal this year. So that's uh, it's a nice change of pace for a lot of Auburn fans. Yeah, I think it's back-to-back years of having like a double-digit-plus players into the portal. Uh, I think, I mean, if we're going to go ahead and just bring up the fact that just not going to wait, NC Sledge has announced that he'll be – he's intending to enter the portal uh, whenever it opens in just six days. Uh, best of luck for him. We've also heard word that Amari Kelly might be entering the portal. I don't see that as a big loss, especially with the wide receivers. Auburn will hopefully will will be bringing in uh, this 
uh, the signing day and all that. Because I think I'm trying. I think there was a, there was a list somewhere about who's going to be an early enrollee, but I don't want to trust that until it's you know verified by a by a more uh, com- credible source. source. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I mean, Amari Kelly, not that huge of a loss. He's a great player, athletic wide receiver, uh, very fast. Uh, made a lot of great plays while he was here. If he even transfers, I'm saying it like he's already gone. But it's hard to deny the talent that is coming in. And it's going to be hard for any guy to compete against, you know, Perry Thompson sure. uh, in general. Uh, players that I just assume are going to transfer, uh, I mean, there's two guys in the quarterback room that I think are gone. Yeah, Robbie and Holden. Robbie and Holden. I don't think you lose anybody in the running back room. Uh, O-line, I think the only guys that might leave are the guys who don't have any more eligibility left. Uh, I don't think Jeremiah Wright would leave. I think it, I don't know how much many years eligibility he has. COVID year has just messed me up all over the place. Sure. Uh, yeah, D, D-line, don't really think you lose anybody there. Uh, linebacker, maybe. But I think, like, Cam Riley and Wesley Steiner, but Steiner is all out of eligibility, and I think Cam Riley might might walk. Uh, but overall, you're not lose. I don't think you're, I don't think Auburn's gonna lose a single person that they are going to miss in the long run. And I say you're, that you're not gonna lose any meaningful snaps. Exactly, and I say that knowing that I said Robbie Ashford is going to into the portal. I love Robbie, and I will buy whatever jersey he goes to next. Believe me, I love Robbie Ashford, uh, but. Of course, as we saw, not his team this year, and don't know if he'll get the reins next year either. So, you know, give him a shot somewhere else and watch him develop into another Malik Willis. Right, and I'll put my put my life on that. Uh, but again, those are just words of people who don't know what the players are thinking. Right, I'd be shocked if uh, Ashford was here next year, though. I would love it. I'd be shocked, but I'd love it. Yeah, he's going to go play somewhere. Um, beyond that, uh, there is some news about commitments, Dylan. Yes, there is. Uh, and I mean, looking at the uh, the press conference about how he is talking about the future of this of the planes and how excited he is for the future of this program that he is going to build. Auburn got the commitment of a four star defensive lineman, Kalen Edwards, who is six foot four. 330 pounds at 17 years old. That is absolutely wild. Big boy. Uh, he's a, a massive human being. Uh, was a semifinalist for Mr. Football in Tennessee uh, in the Class 3A uh, this past season. Had 11 tackles, 18 assists, uh, 20, 29 total tackles, nine nine and a half for loss, two sacks, one forced fumble had three blocked kicks, and he chose Auburn over the likes of Arkansas, Louisville, Miami, Missouri, Mississippi State, Tennessee, and just some of the smaller schools to give them some credit, Arkansas State, Eastern Kentucky, Georgia Southern, Memphis, and I believe that is UT Martin that I am looking at. And, of course, he is going to join a loaded 2025 class, which adds in of course, Malik Autry, the four-star defensive lineman out of Opelika. Kendarius Riddick, the four-star safety out of Thomasville, Georgia. Uh, four-star edge rusher Ja'Kayla Falk from Highland Home, Alabama. Again, the little brother of one Keldrick Falk. 
So maybe he gets one year with his brother before his brother gets you know, picked up in the first round of the 2026 uh, NFL draft. Uh, Four-star defensive lineman again, Jordan Crawford from Beham. Then, of course, Kalen Edwards. And then, of course, you have the, on- the only two. Why do they have him listed as an offensive lineman on 24-7? Okay, that's wild. And the only two offensive players in the class 2025 thus far, Ryan Gee, the three-star tight end from Alpharetta. And, of course, the three-star offensive lineman, Spencer Dowland from Athens, Alabama. Athens, uh, which, Alabama. Which is good for the the fifth overall class in the entire country in the 2025 recruiting class. And if you go by, I think, still in the top 15 for uh, highest average as well. So, Of course, and – only behind the likes of, and I'm trying to ask Alabama, Georgia, Notre Dame, Oklahoma. There you go. So, powerhouses of sort outside of Notre Dame. Uh, but of course, uh, 2025 class looking good, 2024 class looking awesome. Uh, I'd say that 2025 class also looks awesome. Again, future has never been so bright for Auburn recruiting, and recruiting goes way past the high schoolers. As the transfer portal madness, of course, is going to start up in just six days. So, I was already throwing an offer out. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, throwing an offer out to North Dakota offensive lineman Easton Kilty from the North Dakota. I, I blanked on what they are the Fighting Hawks of the FCS level. Uh, uh, in 2022, started all 12 games on the offensive line as a right guard. Uh, their quarterback had a completion percentage of 67.1. Uh, he was number 11 in the country. I'm trying to get – here we go. Held the Fighting Hawks, lead the league, and ranked number eight in the country in time of possession with 33 minutes of clock per game, which Auburn could not do that at all this year. And, of course, uh, North Dakota had a very good red zone efficiency with Easton Kelty at the plate. I believe he is – a junior, so we have about two more years of eligibility once he transfers, unless they have not updated to 2023 yet. So, one of the two. Uh, I'm not opposed to getting as many offensive linemen as we possibly can. Yeah, bring them all in. Get them all in. You can't miss on all of them. You can't. It's 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 mathematically impossible to miss on every single offensive lineman out there. It's it's scientifically impossible. Sure. And. In regards to other transfer portal guys, in case you've missed it, there's already been nine quarterbacks who have announced their intent to enter the portal on December 4th and listing them out. Tara, you want to do like a little like yay and nay thing? Like, would you be okay with one of these guys coming to Auburn? Sure. So Tyler Van Dyke from Miami? Nay. I'd be okay with it. Uh, Will Howard from Kansas State. Yay. That one I also agree with. Blake Shapin from Baylor. Hell no. No. Max Johnson from Texas A&M. Absolutely, yes. Yep. Agree as well. Will Rogers, Mississippi State. Would not make any sense, but sure. <laughs> Bring the air raid to the Tigers. <laughs> uh, Tyler Show, Texas Tech. Meh. Probably not. Yeah, I'm going to say no. Nate Johnson, Utah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Bring me a Ute. Uh, Brendan Soresby from Indiana. No. 
also agree there. And of course, rounding out the nine that I could find, Caton Hauser from Michigan no, State. Absolutely not. What? Michigan State's a feeder school for Auburn quarterbacks. You know, That's come right. on. That's right. Uh, but also, I'm also going to say no to that as well. I think so. Nate Johnson, Will Rogers, Max Johnson, Will Howard are the only ones that were are unanimous yes. And yeah. of course, I have an infatuation with Miami, and I think Tyler Van Dyke's being held back. Yeah. Okay. Sure. What? He's a good quarterback. I think he's fine. None of those names. That's not true. A couple of those names excite me. Will, Will Howard. The, uh, Will Rogers. I don't think it makes any sense, but like that'd be fun in the passing game. It would be. I just don't think he's mobile enough to run in the system. The RPO. Yeah, I'm with, kind of with you. But also it'd be kind of fun. I'd be down. Um, <laughs> the name I'm looking for is not on the list yet. It's not. Bodacious Bo Nix, of course. Yeah, I'm talking about Grayson McCall. Yeah, I will be eagerly awaiting to see if he actually intends to enter the portal because I think that he didn't play. He did not play well enough this year to justify. He, if he wanted to get drafted, he should have went last year. Yeah, I think he's played himself back, having to back into coming back to college. But I do think he'll enter the portal, and I do think as a grad transfer, he will have a tremendous amount of interest in playing football for Auburn. I mean, he was he was what a, a sports sports communication, sports, sports marketing, management, sports management. There we go. Degree away from transferring to Auburn last offseason through us and, into an and a couple of grade point average points. Yeah, yeah. Luckily. He was able to graduate from from Coastal Carolina, right? Thank God. And hopefully, he'll make his way over to Auburn. And I cannot wait to have have all of this starting right over again, as we saw last year. Uh, and of course, round uh, we got we skipped the Iron Bowl grades, but we'll just wrap up the we'll wrap up the football segment with that. Uh, last bit of news: Florida let go of their defensive line coach, and usually that wouldn't be big Auburn news. If it wasn't for the fact that four-star or five-star, whatever you look, I'm going to say five-star, edge rusher, defensive lineman, LJ McCray committed to the Florida Gators over the Auburn Tigers. And it's going to be kind of hard to maintain a guy who's that highly touted when you got rid of the guy he probably committed to play for. That's tough. All I got to say is, it's the holiday season. Merry Flipmas. It's the holiday season. <laughs> it's coming up. Flip, Flipmas. Flip dee dip. Doop dee doop. <laughs> and then to round up, as I read, I'm so glad to start Josh Dobbs and fantasy. That's <laughs> out, out, of, out of context. But to go back to the Iron Bowl for five minutes. We're going to give our grades for the offense, defense, and the overall grade overall. We're not doing coaching because I don't want to tank any grades here. We're trying to we're trying to graduate here. It's a crazy segue from Grayson McCall. <laughs> Got to find tangents here and there. Right, I like that. I like the connection. <laughs> so, Charlie, let you start off with your grades. Offense um, scored enough. Theoretically, uh, let's go B. Uh, defense, oh, last possession knocked me down. Uh, a whole letter grade. Um, I don't know. I think B 
plus. And then that should average out to like a B plus, but I felt like Auburn played better than that. Um, but I, I have a hard time giving you an A and a loss. And especially I think that if anyone's getting an A, it's probably defense A minus. I don't I still don't think it's offense. Um so I'm gonna go, yeah, I'm gonna go B, B plus, uh B plus overall, um, bonus points, vibes or an A. So I mean if they want if you want to factor that. A plus for vibes. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't think we can account for vibes. I don't think that's a real, real grade you can have. I think it should be. Uh, offense. I'm gonna give him a B plus. Uh, you found a rhythm, uh, but you kept getting away from it. Kind of knocked you down. Would have been an A minus had they ran the ball a little bit more. <laughs> Not to say they passed the ball a lot. I know we talked about that in the, on the live stream. Oh, but all I heard today on Twitter was one Auburn beat writer saying Auburn didn't pass the ball enough. Uh, I would say I'll pass the ball too much. Yeah, right. Uh, defense, I give it the A minus. Of course, that last play, the ball game sucks, and I, I'm grading the players because they didn't call that play. I hope uh, A minus. You held Milrow uh, to only a couple touchdowns. Held that offense to only a couple touchdowns. You kept Auburn and you kept us in the game the entire time. A minus. Uh, and overall, I lost, but A minus. I think that's probably one of the highest grades I've given Auburn thus far this year outside of, I think, the Arkansas game. Uh, but that was that was just a, a a very easy nine weeks, if you will. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, A minus all around for, for Auburn. Uh, still one of the most depressing games I've ever uh, never watched. I, I rank it third. And in the pain category, I think I would too. I'd have to go back and think, though. Well, mine would definitely. It's 2013 BCS championship, followed by the 2019 Final Four, and then that game follows right suit. I think mine's 2019 Final Four, 2021 Iron Bowl, 2023 Iron Bowl. That's just because you you weren't a fan during the BCS championship yet. Yeah, I wasn't. I was disappointed because I mean, who the hell actually likes Florida State? I like them this year. <laughs> That's cool. I, I'm committed to my disdain for Florida State University. Okay, before we get over to basketball, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to sneeze the whole time. Get ready? If you want to support the College Loop Podcast, there are a couple ways you can do so. Number one, make sure you like, subscribe, and ring the bell right here on the YouTube channel. If you ring the bell, you can stay up to date with all the newest content we have coming out. If you help us by subscribing, you can help us move to that subscriber need, move the subscriber needle so we can get to a point where we can provide even cooler stuff for you guys. And we certainly, certainly appreciate it. If you like the video and you leave a comment, your thoughts, your grades to the Alabama game, the narrow loss in Jordan Hare, what I think people are calling the mill, the mill throw now. We're not calling it that. Uh, whatever you want to, whatever you want to say, the fourth and 31. Um, leave your comments. I can't tell you guys how much we appreciate them. It really helps the algorithm. Share the show with a friend. If you're listening on a streaming platform that's not YouTube, totally cool. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Make sure you give us a five-star rating. Give us a thumbs up whatever the highest rating is, and leave a good review on whatever streaming platform that is of your choice. And we appreciate your continued support. If you want to continue to support the show even more, you can head to www.thewarreport.com. Pick up your very own College Loop Podcast, War Report Podcast Network, co-branded Feel and Loopy t-shirt. Comes in five different colorways. Most comfortable shirt you'll ever own. Colin calls it the War Damn shirt. We call it the best shirt you will ever own. If you don't want to type it in uh, warreport.com in the search bar, that's okay. We have the link in all the descriptions on all of our shows. So you can just go down to the description right below. 
and pick up your very own college loop or poor cover and field loopy t-shirt once you pick up your shirt use hashtag feeling loopy on whatever social media platform you may use the most use the least whatever makes you feel happy that day or email yourself uh, your selfie to the college loop one at gmail.com and we'll throw your shirt up on the next stream make sure that's hashtag feeling with no g feeling loopy on whatever social media platform makes you happy thank you guys for your continued support Dylan, I'm about to pass out. That is as much gas as I have. I know I'm about to be up. So just give me two seconds. And if you can introduce what we're about to talk about, I can lock back in. Of course. Uh, after Thanksgiving break is back to basketball season as the Auburn Tigers get ready for – is a holiday hoops giving? Is that where we're at right This now? is the or? ACC Challenge, my friend. Oh, the ACC Challenge. The Sorry. ACC Challenge. The, the hoops giving is next week, right? That's right. Against Indiana. It's, well, it's a week from Saturday. Uh, but we're close. Yeah, next week is the so, yeah. getting ever so close to Hoopsgiving. And before, just to give you some more time to breathe, I do have the winner of the prediction of the Iron Bowl prediction winner. Lovely. And it is the only person who got a close, I, as I spell his name completely wrong. It is, I believe he's already won before. Uh-oh. So he's just repeat an absolute genius. Repeat winner, repeat winner. Uh, Bubba Watkins predicting yeah, 35-17. Uh, Alabama winning. So congratulations to Bubba Watkins for that. We'll continue to do that throughout basketball season. So don't forget to make your prediction for Auburn basketball. He was the closest? Yeah. Did I won? You didn't, you didn't post a comment on the post. Pretty sure I said like 20, I said about 24-31 Auburn. I mean, Alabama. But here's the thing. You didn't engage with I didn't, the I didn't put it in the comments. Yeah, no, I didn't put it in the comments. Sorry. My bad, guys. Like, yeah. I, submit, I submitted mine, and I was very close. I was uh... going to cry again. But, of course, Auburn basketball is back like it never left because it only took a couple days off as the Auburn Tigers go into the ACC Challenge against Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, not the Virginia team that everybody wanted in the ACC SEC Yeah, Challenge. not, not the team that I wanted to beat the absolute crap out of. But a team I think you will. But a team me, that might be a win nonetheless. Let me talk. Let me walk you through this one real quick, Dylan. Let's get to know the Virginia Tech Hokies on the hardwood. First and foremost, folks, this team's a hell of a lot better than I thought they were this year. They still stink. Uh, I'm, I'm still in that camp. Virginia Tech comes into this game 5-2. and two, Only losses coming. Two-point loss to South Carolina, who also stinks, by the way. And then – a 34-point blowout at the hands of FAU. Dylan, you're going to have to ramble for a second. I've definitely got a sneeze coming. If, if you could preview a couple of uh, a couple of their other uh, score lines that are close, that'd be great with sneeze. Yeah, of course. As I go through their schedule, they have win, They have a 45-point win over Coppin State. Don't know what or where that is. Who's to uh, say? Also, you brought the loss to South Carolina. They had a 24-point or 16-point win over Campbell. Uh, fighting camels uh 90 76 win over wofford a seven point win over boise state a nine point win over iowa state and of course a that blowout a blowout loss to the runner up from last year or the final four final four it was san diego state uconn in the final the championship yeah, so final yes four team. Final four team in FAU, who's also really good this year. But they got the brakes beaten off of them because I simply don't think Virginia Tech's that good. It's a six-man team in large. They'll rotate out a lot of guys, but meaningful minutes will only really fall to six, maybe seven guys, depending on the way you look at it. 
Starts with center, senior center, Lynn Kidd. That's a hell of a basketball name. It feels like an old school 90s basketball name. Uh, 15.9 points a game, eight rebounds, gets the job done on the glass, averaging a third of a block a game. And obviously, uh, really, we're get, picking up points over at the free throw stripe, man. 85% from your big man is so huge. And then it sh- uh, shifts down to Sean Padula, their uh, their guard, averaging 30 minutes a game, by the way. He'll play more than just about everybody in the court except for their fellow guard, Hunter Couture. Uh, but Padula put up 15-9. Couture put up 14-7. Both these guys will split the split the the workload there, and both shooting relatively well from the field, forty-two uh, percent. And the this seems not bad, not horrific from three. My big concern here, if I'm a Virginia Tech fan, is I don't know that this group goes deep enough. Uh, you've got three, six, seven guys, like I said. Uh, the if you, I'm going to round up and give uh, Makai Long, who's averaging 19.4 minutes a game. I'm going to go and round up and call it 20. You're averaging seven guys that are north of 20 minutes a game. I still don't think that's deep enough to compete with this Auburn team. Not to mention, I don't know that the this Auburn team can't go toe-to-toe with anybody in terms of shooting from the field. They certainly get it done better from beyond the arc. The one thing that, question, that presents, in my opinion, a challenge here, Dylan, is having a big man in Lynn Kidd they could get Jani Broom in foul trouble. They could get Dylan Carwell in foul trouble. And that shoots well from the free, free throw line. Let's not forget, Auburn not phenomenal from the free throw stripe this year. Has not been their stick in a while. Absolutely rooting for that, so that, that narrative to change. But let's not forget, it's not like this group's incredibly good. Um, also, to throw this out there, Dylan, Virginia Tech. Pretty much one out of three, uh, roughly 33% from beyond the arc. This game's going to be competitive for a little bit until Auburn out-rotates this team. As long as Auburn remembers to play defense. I was speaking with Jacob Hillman this past week in front of the program. We were watching this Virginia Tech team get their butts whooped by uh, FAU. We, we spoke about this and said, look, I don't think VT's all that bad. But the, thing, the, the fact of the matter is, I don't know that they're going to be able to hang with anybody. Now, they may be able to put up some points, but Auburn's going to score 100 on a couple of people this year and only win by, like, 15. This offense is just absurd and fast-paced. I don't know that Virginia Tech hangs with them, Dylan, and to be completely transparent with you, I've got Auburn by a solid margin of, like, probably 15-plus. Yeah, I was trying to look around, see if I can find the spread anywhere for this game because I don't know if it's out yet. I don't know how soon they do uh, it's not out yet and uh, it's two days away as we're recording this and tomorrow as this comes out uh but i mean i look at this auburn team i mean it, you we talk about it all the time the auburn is just as deep as deep can go auburn is the mariana's trench of basketball if you will in terms of deepness yeah in this roster i mean you're looking at aiden holloway has been just a monster shooting 42 shooting almost 43 percent from the three-point line, of course, the best shooter on the team by far, and of course, just an absolute star. I had a I had one of my students say, "Tell me that Aiden Holloway is he should stay and play with Todd Pettiford." I was like, "You're funny. Aiden's going in the draft after year one because that's how good he is." Uh, Janai Broom just ridiculous as well. Jay Will starting to finally find a rhythm. That's something we've been waiting to see. Glad to see that. Still waiting to see more. I, I want to see Jay. Well, I say I just said earlier I lied. Never mind. Denver Jones leading the team in three point uh, percentage. Would love to see him kind of take over some games. Uh, still waiting to see the uh, Denver Jones game. Uh, but then you it's go coming. past. It's coming. It's coming. I know it's coming. And then of course you have the Psycho Brothers, the dynamic duo that is the insane posse 
of Katie Johnson and Chad Baker Mazzara, who I got to be honest, if I was on another team, I'd be a little terrified. Of both. Just because of both of them, because you just saw, I swear they're both the like little Tasmanian devils. And by little, I mean big. Little sidebar for you Virginia Tech, 65th in Kim Palm right now. Uh, Auburn sitting at 16th in Kim Palm. Unranked Auburn, by the way. Unranked Auburn. Unranked Auburn at 16th in the Kim Palm above Kentucky, Texas AM, and Mich- uh, Mississippi State, and Michigan State, and FAU for that matter. Uh, not that it's not. Where's that- Arkansas? Arkansas is still. Got Our Arkansas sh- shouldn't be ranked right now in the AP. After Arkansas. they were just embarrassment. Arkansas has dropped to forty nine because they are dog shit. And they are um, still ranked in the AP poll. Yeah, um, this AP poll. Is so, I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad to know that the that the AP voters don't know ball across the board. Yeah, it's bad. I'm glad it's just not football where everybody gets the shaft for them not watching any sports whatsoever. I mean, there are people within the Associated Press, there are Associated Press voters that still think the Michigan State is a good basketball team. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. At least JMU is getting some respect in other sports. And I don't think they're that good at basketball. So I'll take what I can get. (laughs) And of course, can't forget the fact that Dylan Cardwell has a nice little stretch of playing his best brand of basketball yet. Keep it up. Why not? And he's not had trouble getting, uh, getting called for fouls. So that's something that's, uh, a very, very nice change of pace. And he's making a free throw here and there now. So that's good. Dylan Cardwell not getting fouled is like flipping over your pillow and it's still cold on both sides. So true. That's what that's like. It's it's just that much of a breath of fresh air. Uh, but, of course, I do think Auburn's got this game in the bag. Uh, I hope I, I will knock on my desk just so I don't jinx anything. But I definitely think Auburn has this game. Uh, it's also a Neville Arena. Like, yeah. like I just, I like Virginia Tech could go out and win that ball game. They really could. Um, I think I'm undefeated on Pickums this year in Auburn hoops, right? Well, it's kind of hard not to be. <laughs> Did you pick Baylor? Yeah. Okay, so we're both undefeated. Um, I'm just gonna go and get feel really gut feel, feel really Barney here and feel like like I'm booging a little hard, but yeah, I feel pretty good about me not missing a a, a, a prediction until the SEC uh, until the SEC play, um, and this doesn't feel like one I'm, I'm in danger of. Uh, they could go out and lay an egg, but I really think Auburn's just a hell of a lot better than Virginia Tech. Not a bad draw though. So Q1 Q, could wind up being a Q1 win, probably Q2 because you get them at home, but Q1 would be huge. It's never too early. When you're in actual basketball school, it's never too early to start counting those. <laughs> As a blue blood. That's right. Did you give a score? Um, 87, 87, 61. Auburn. I mean, I'll go as far as I I think I find oh, it very whoa, 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 hard. Math doesn't check out. 87, 71. Hello. I was trying to go like a 16 point differential. That's where I like. <laughs> I'll go as far, far to say I find it hard to look at this schedule, and I know that I see A&M on here, and I see Alabama, and I see some other teams on here, like Kentucky. This team, if they can stay hot and stay consistent, I find it very hard to believe that Auburn drops a game in Neville Arena. Oh, yeah, no, I think that Auburn's going to be, if not perfect, very close. And nothing will make me, hap- nothing will make me happier 
in life than to watch Buzz Williams cry in Neville Arena. <laughs> you, for that one. You're right. I'm with you. If you couldn't hear, uh, Tar was shaking his finger because he definitely agreed. Because I'm getting sick and tired. Of, I'm getting sick and tired of the Buzz. Bill was cooking. <laughs> I'm getting sick and tired of the. Buzz I think ball. Buzz is a great guy. He's just a really good coach, and it pisses me off. <laughs> yeah, I I hate that he he's. He saves. Uh, he's a great coach, and he makes sure he shows it off every time he plays against Bruce Pearl. So and that's annoying. Yeah, Bruce um, Pearl does the same thing. Tennessee fans feel the same way about Rick uh, about uh, Bruce over Rick Barnes, though. So like. uh, but yeah, I'm gonna rock with Auburn here. Uh, uh, it's always probably gonna be the case because uh, I bug very easily. I don't know where my glasses are, but I don't think I'm gonna bug for this one. Uh, I'll give it to Auburn. I'll say, I'll give them. Uh, I don't know if I'll go 16. I might give him a solid 10-point win. I'll go 85-75. I, I think, like, when you brought it up, the foul trouble, I feel like Janai Broom might struggle. And then free throws just kind of make the game look closer than it really is. But, They're yeah. They've got, they got a fun, fun little road matchup on Sunday, by the way. Against good old Sunbelt Appalachian State. In Boone. And Boone. That's fun. And, of course, that game versus Virginia Tech is going to be tomorrow, the tw- November 29th, at 8.15 p.m. If you've not already, get your tickets because this game is going to be lit. Auburn, we should definitely walk out to entertain, man. <laughs> Just troll. Just troll them. We do a little trolling. <laughs> and don't forget, and just uh, at under a month, in a couple weeks, actually, Auburn will play USC. I will be there. I'm going to start hyping that game up as soon as possible because it clicks I'm, just for I'm saying. really excited for that game. If you say Bronny James enough, ESPN will share your, uh, will share your podcast. I mean, Boogie Ellis too, bro. He a dog. That oh, yeah. Boop. But – All my voice energy in that one sentence about <laughs> Boogie Ellis. Uh, I would say Bronny James currently is like number what? Two or number one in the in the NIL, and for college basketball or college athletes, uh, I think number two. The two, who's he behind? It's Arch, isn't it? No, no, it, it's Bronny, then Arch, and then Livy Dunn is three. That's really a funny list. <laughs> uh, but to switch it over to women's basketball, uh, they finally found a win after back-to-back losses. Beating Alabama A and M sixty eight to forty five behind the likes of Sydney Shaw, who led the team in scoring with fifteen points. Then you had Tamaya Collins or Taylor Taylor Collins, sorry, uh, with ten points. You had uh, I McKenna Eddings. All the all my names are running together. McKenna Eddings with nine. You had Jemiah Mingo Young. There we go with nine. And then you of course had Savannah Scott with eight to lead the charge, but Taylor Collins had herself a double-double with a nice little 10-10, even split between the two on there. But Auburn had a very dominant win. Finally had a lot of consistency behind the arc. Uh, 5 for 11, 45% from the three-point line. Uh, free throws, a little bit a little bit sloppy. Uh, 61%. I mean, it doesn't help you to have honesty out there. So, Yeah, that definitely would hurt that, but Auburn got the win, 23-point win over Alabama A&M. Uh, definitely a much, much 
much needed win. And you went out and played ball without honesty, yeah. Scott Grayson. Exactly. Which would teach a lot. I mean, like, what do we say? When she's gone, who steps up in that role? Cindy Shaw. Cindy Shaw. <laughs> hey, I'm not – get back on. Please get healthy. Um, but, like, it does show. I think we we cooked a little bit about that. Like, <laughs> Cindy Shaw is next. Oh, yeah. And, of course, their next game will be versus Clemson on the 30th. So, we'll have a nice little preview for that game as well as it comes out. And Ridge that game, game – Auburn needs to get a little bit better before they play that. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course, that game will also be in Neville Arena at 8 o'clock p.m. on Thursday. It's going to be a very, very fun game, hopefully. And let's hope and pray Auburn can get revenge, not just for last year, but for softball as well. For softball. Just, just trying, to, trying to get that revenge for that. <laughs> and keeping it in on the women's side of sports, Auburn volleyball has been announced yeah. for where they are going for the NCAA tournament. They are a seven seed in the NCAA tournament, and they'll play a 30-2 and two Western Michigan team on the 30th, so Thursday as well. And they are going to be playing in beautiful Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, uh, I also uh, – I mean, this team's hot at the right time, huge. Uh, I mean, they, they, they should have done the damn thing against Arkansas, and they didn't. Um, that's, that's a tough draw. I was there. Uh, all-time attendance record set again, huh? How about that? Uh, just build it and they will come, right, Brent? <laughs> hey, and uh, so that was, that was a super cool atmosphere. Um, that Billy and uh, Hellman and I, both friends of the program, were able to enjoy on Friday afternoon. Yeah, uh, this group should be fun and they should compete. Um, let's not forget they made some noise last year. So, let's uh, who's to say what this group is capable of, uh, especially uh, you know, they've, they've had the best preparation in the toughest league in the country. So Hey, I don't forget the Thanksgiving themed episode, which y'all should go check out because it was very fun to do that. I did say Brent Crouch would be the best chef, and he is cooking up something special. He's absolutely cooking up something special. That's all we got here. Was that it? Right. I said it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch Auburn in some tournament. (laughs) They said hold the phone. I was like, dude, wait a minute. I read hold the phone down right here in front of me, dude. Hold the phone. I am winning my fantasy game, and I have officially should officially overtake. The league as the number one team. Yeah, you're welcome, so. for TJ Hawkinson. Anyways, Thank you. <laughs> so that's going to wrap it up right here on the College League Podcast. For all of you guys listening, thank you so much for getting any support. If you're a new listener, Luke, thanks for hanging out with us. Happy to have you here. Make sure you share with friends. Give us a five star rating, thumbs up if you're listening on the streaming pl- platform on the non video version. If you're listening here on YouTube, make sure you like, subscribe, and ring the bell. Drop a comment on the post whether you thought. Um, our grades were correct for the Iron Bowl. Whether you think that you, uh, what, what, how far do you think Auburn volleyball can make it in the NCAA tournament? Listening to all of those options, give us your score predictions for Auburn basketball against Virginia Tech, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. If you guys would be so kind, please hit the subscribe button. It is the number one way you guys can support us. It's absolutely free. And if you hit the subscribe button and ring the bell, you can stay up to date with everything else. All the new fun stuff coming out right here at the College Loop Podcast. If you want to continue to support the show in another way and you want to go purchase your very own College Loop War Report Podcast Network co-branded Feel Loopy t-shirt, you can do so at thewarreport.com. The link to that is in the description for any of our shows. You can also just type in the search bar. $25, five colorways, most comfortable shirt you'll ever own. And when you purchase the shirt, you make sure you use hashtag Feel Loopy on whatever social media platform of choice that you want to post your selfie on and make sure you tag us. We'll throw it up on the next stream. Thank you guys so much for your continued love and support. I'm here Star at by Star on Instagram, on the bird app, wherever you want to come hang out with me. You got me there. I am sick as shit. 
and I will not be on the Wednesday show manifesting. Matter of fact, I just can't be. I'm sorry, the Thursday show, which we record on Wednesday night. I just simply can't be sick because I've got to go see Miss Abigail Lafamina for her birthday at the end of the week. Um, so that being said, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Thank you guys for your continued support of the College Loop. Let's get out of here, Dylan. Of course. I'm Dylan Lark at your bullet tank on Twitter slash X. And, of course, you have an Instagram as well at Dylan Lark at D-Y-L-E-N-L-A-R-C-K. And, of course, you can follow us here on the College Loop right here on YouTube, which is like, comment, subscribe. Leave your predictions for Auburn, Virginia Tech for the ACC Challenge. Leave your thoughts and predictions for, you know, why not? Then tell about tournament for volleyball. Let's get all the kinds of predictions out going on out here. And, of course, leave your grades, as Tar said, for the Iron Bowl as well. How do you think they did? How do you think recruiting is going? Give a grade on recruiting thus far. Because why not? Get, make The comment sections are going to be letters. It's all going to be. It's going to be A's and B's all the way down. So not even complete sentences. Uh, and, of course, you could like, comment, subscribe again. I'm just going to say that again. And you have us on social medias. You have us on Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, X, the works, all at the College Loop. And, of course, if you're tired of seeing our faces, it's completely understandable because we also have audio versions for you as well. So if you get tired of our face, don't get tired of our voice. And you have us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. And, of course, all of that being said, this has been the College Loop Podcast. Love you guys.